You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, and it's Greg Landry, and it's you. And I like that any one of my co-hosts kind of rhymes in that little scheme. That's kind of the criteria in order to work here at Line Star. But uh, I am very happy to have Greg here with us uh, on the program today. Chris still traveling with the wedding and all that stuff because, you know, again, hashtag too many friends. He needs to size them down. I keep telling him, enough, you know. It's $200 every time you have to go to one of these weddings. And then when you're in one of them, it's like another 500 when all said and done. All the tuxedos and the extra gifts and everything else you got to do. It's exhausting, man. I'm telling you. I went through it in my late 20s. No, no. But Greg Landry's here with us to end the season with us. Yes, that's right. This is our last baseball show of the year. It's going to be a fun Friday. That's what we're going to do. And then we're going to switch over to... NFL Monday is our West preview in case you missed it. The pre-snap show was out yesterday with the uh, AFC and NFC South shows. Obviously, Chris and I had to go back and redo a couple things because I don't know if you saw Greg, but some stuff happened in the AFC South over last weekend. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm still I'm I, I, I'm still like digesting that, I think. <laughs> like, I, I mean, between. Between the between the luck retirement, obviously, and then the Lamar Miller injury, like that, that division is just wide open now. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's definitely one of those things. And uh, I actually posed this question to you on my show on the Black Book. I said, I, I you know, I wonder if there's this thing that just galvanizes the Colts, right? And you know, like Nick Foles before him, Jacoby Brissett. Could you imagine? Maybe some injuries happen, some stuff happens, and they end up winning the Super Bowl. Does Andrew Luck get a ring? I say no. I don't think so. I don't think you give him a ring. I think that's kind of what you do. Would you give him a ring if you were the owner? Uh, I mean, they gave him a whole bunch of money, even though he was walking away. So it wouldn't it, it wouldn't shock me. I think that was real shocking that they decided not to. They, they could have recouped like twenty five million or something, and they said no. You can have it. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I know it. That's uh, yeah. I guess he could buy his own ring on eBay when somebody else sells it. So I guess that's probably the best thing I, to do. I don't think it's out of the question though that the Colts still still are in the hunt in that in that division. I think that's how bad that division is. And I mean, I mean, Brissett is obviously not luck, but I I don't think he's the worst backup QB in the league either. No, he's not. And we'll find out. And and obviously that's that's what's fun. You know, you never see things going. I kind of wonder if that's a wager I want to throw out there just for s's and g's to watch all year yeah <laughs> just, just to see yeah you know what that'd be fun i'd love to see the colts win and andrew luck not like that kind of, <laughs> you know i wonder how that would sit like i kind of wonder if you, yeah you know how that if that burns or not and that's only because i have so many andrew luck shares and i'm a bitter bitter man right now but that's okay <laughs> uh, but uh, we are here again like i said monday the pre-snap will be back we have the west show for the afc nfc then chris and i'll be back on thursday doing the nf uh nfl dfs preview show Friday, Mike Randall and I will be doing the sports wagering show. It's going to be awesome. We are going to be full service here, and it's thanks to uh, Dan and Eric over here at LineStar for giving us that opportunity. So if you haven't already, this is it. This is your last moment before the weekend to go out there and make sure you subscribe to the pre-snap. Again, the pre-snap at LineStar app. It's everywhere you can listen to podcasts, so no excuses. So, Greg Landry, it's a new day. Yes, it is. Are you ready to get into Friday, huh? 
Yes, absolutely. And let's begin with the Washington Nationals hosting uh, Alicia Hernandez and the Miami Marlins. Uh, so good that the Marlins got out of Florida in time, that's for sure. <laughs> it's probably a, a good time not to be in the Miami area with the hurricanes looming. So uh, when you're looking at this one here, you got Annabelle Sanchez, who's had a pretty good run here for the Nats. Obviously, the strikeout rate isn't huge, but he's been a quality start guy. He's got an opportunity here against a Marlins lineup, too, that does have a fair amount of strikeouts in it. Uh, so I ask you, is Annabelle Sanchez at 7-7 over on FanDuel or 8-8 over on DK in play for you in any fashion tonight? I think you hit the nail on the head. The, the strikeout upside is scaring me a little bit, 19.5% strikeouts. I, I think on DK, he's he's a tough sell at, at almost 9K. Uh, it is Miami. I, I think I want to see kind of what the public does here. If if he's going to be chalky, I think this is a good spot to maybe maybe step away. Um, on FanDuel, he, obviously he's a lot cheaper. I, I think he's an easier sell there. Um, what concerns me is I know it's the Marlins, but 381 ERA, but 503 Sierra. Like there's there's a lot of things here. It's spelling regression, and and we know that Miami loves to step in and and bash the chalk whenever we all have that pitcher. So yes, they do. Um, I don't know. My, my gut is telling me this is a little bit trappy. Yeah, I kind of get the same feeling. And, I, and I've and i been on Sanchez as a secondary pitcher. Um, the problem is, I think you're right. I think it's a little bit too expensive tonight as a secondary pitcher that I get super excited. I don't think it's bad, but I think you can do better things there. And you're absolutely right. The Marlins have been that team sometimes that shows up and just ruins your evening. They've done it to me a handful of times this year in the season. And, uh, you know, it's I'm sure they've got a passage in DFS. If you haven't been burned by the Marlins and you haven't, not this enough. year anyway. Yeah. yeah, man. yeah. And, and sometimes I've been on that burn. Like I've been actually on the side, like that hot streak that Harold Ramirez had. I, we were all over that one. We've had some good moments there with the Marlins actually. And sometimes, but overall it's more, they do it to you more than anything. And that's just baseball. That's the law of averages. Now you got CC Sabathia at home against Brett Anderson. So, the A's, you know, I would say over the month of August have really kind of come back into that consciousness here. And it's a team that Chris and I have been all over in terms of value. Uh, I just, it's been crazy how much they've been valued. We've been of the mind of the conspiracy theory that it's because most of those late West Coast things, them, the Dodgers, they wanted more action on late slate. So they priced it a little bit more user friendly. And uh, it continues to be the same. Matt Olson at 3 5. I know it's a lefty lefty, but I don't care. Marcana at 3 4. Um, you know, Matt Chapman down a three, nine, looks like he's probably going to play in this one too. So how do you approach this one? Small ballpark, lots of power on the Oakland side, Brett Anderson on this side, certainly another guy you can target. So the, uh, the total here is 11. So I think this is a place you want to be involved with tonight. Don't you? Yeah. All, all the bats here for sure. I mean, obviously this is a core slate and we're going to have to to talk about that because it's a ridiculous core slate, but, uh, I think this is one game where you could consider as a pivot, um chad pender has got to be one of the uh the, the favorite value bats on the slate I, I even though chapman's coming back i assume they'll still get him in the lineup because it's it's a lefty um and then on i the would agree with that especially at that price too especially when you look at him he's three four over on dk that's a huge value yeah and, and he's he just smashes lefty so you got to figure he'll be in the lineup tonight even with chapman coming back uh, and then even on the Yankee side, like they're they're priced up, but there's potential for some value to open up here because Ursula and Gregorius are both listed as day to day. I don't know if they play tonight or not, so that could that could give us an opportunity to get the Yankees at a little bit better prices than we normally would. And and this is just a great spot at home. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I'm with you. All right, let's go to the Mets who've dropped six in a row, and now I don't have to care about them in September probably <laughs> if this trend continues and I can just focus on football. 
Oh man, I told you they were tempting me there for a while, Greg. I was starting to get into it, and I was like, oh, oh no, no, don't let it happen again. Don't fool me again. And then they dropped six in a row, and there we go. But of course, they got Aaron Nola here in Philadelphia. So Zach Wheeler is a 9K. Aaron Nola at 11-3. So clearly that favoring goes to him. Zach Wheeler at 8-8. Aaron Nola at 10-4. So dare I say this? Is there contrarian love tonight with Wheeler because of the discount? Because Wheeler's been pretty good. And because even though Aaron Nola's been far better in the second half, the Phillies still have that thing where sometimes they just don't show up for Aaron Nola. And it's just very frustrating when you're an owner of him. I know because I own him a lot in season long. So what's your take on this one? Do you think you go safer in cash with Aaron Nola? Or do you think you'd take the other play and go the other end and take the discount on Wheeler and see if that works? So I, I don't love Wheeler. Um, he's He's been interesting. In in July, he had a he had a 594 ERA, but a 329 Sierra with 31% strikeouts. And then in five starts in August, he has a 348 ERA with a 511 Sierra and only 14.3% strikeouts. So he's just like going in the complete wrong direction right now. I don't know if it's, I know there was for a while, there was like a shoulder fatigue thing with him. I don't know if that's kicking in, but I, I don't feel good about Wheeler on the road in this small park. I, I actually think I like the Phillies side of this one. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think the Mets continue to spiral here. Um, and look, Aaron Nola is, is a high-end quality pitcher. Uh, I know a lot of people were frustrated with him at the beginning of the year, but let's just a reminder to everybody who's playing season long, don't give up on the guys that you believe in because if you gave up on Aaron Nola, you missed out. Same thing with Luis Castillo. A lot of people are kind of like, I kind of want to get out of this. I'm a little worried about the walks. We just got to stay calm and look at the other things. Look at the hits per nine, how low they were. Look at some of the other deeper stats and – and, you know, things will turn around for these guys. Uh, so offensively, does that mean you want to target Wheeler if you like Nola tonight? Are you trying to get involved with Real Muto, Harper, Hoskins, those kind of dudes tonight? It's it's not my favorite on the board. I don't hate it. Um, I think there are better places today. But if if you were going to go with Philly, I wouldn't fault you. I, I think it's sneaky. Uh, Citizens Bank Park is obviously a great hitters park. Um, you know, there's some decent prices here. Hoskins is only 4.2K. Uh, on DraftKings, which is a great price. Obviously, uh, Dickerson always has has upside against right-handed pitching. He's 4.5K on DK, so I don't mind him either. Um, I don't know if this is a full-on stack, but you might be able to find a guy or two here for like a for like a one-off or a, or, a two, or a little two-man. All right. Well, boring Wade Miley's on this slate, and I kind of like boring Wade Miley. I mean, we've gone, we've grown to kind of uh, respect each other over this season, and at 9K, I can certainly respect that price. I think on FanDuel, that's a pretty safe. Way of going now on dk the 10k that that gets a little bit steep for me for wade miley i know it's a good matchup here on the road against thornton and the blue jays and yeah they're expected to win and yeah you know they're gonna probably win because <laughs> that's what the houston astros do <laughs> but how do you feel about that 10k on dk for wade miley do you think that's kind of pushing it or do you look at the slate overall tonight and you know there's not a lot of huge names on here we know that there's a couple i'm gonna get to later on that i like but Really, can you make the case that it's still probably a good investment in cash? I think 10K is too much. There's there's not enough upside, and the win obviously doesn't count as much on DraftKings, which I think is right. really where his value is. Um, I like him a lot more on FanDuel, where he's he's obviously a lot less expensive, and then he's he's pretty much guaranteed to get the win in this matchup tonight. It's a I, I love it as a as a standalone pitcher in cash tonight because I think it's it's safe and it's not as expensive as it could be. Maybe not as it should be. Like I don't want to say should because it's not, but it could be more expensive. They could have hiked this price up a little bit on Wade Miley tonight, considering the matchup, considering you know the track record of late. 
I think you could have gotten up to like the nine, eight range or something like that. And you would have gone, Oh man, do I want to do this? But at nine, I think you can get in there. And obviously same things are always true with the Houston Astros lineup. You don't have to tell us, uh, we don't have to tell you that they're very good. What are you looking for tonight out of that lineup? Is there someone specifically value wise you think is a great matchup? Uh, I mean, on, on DK, they're expensive. They're, they're real expensive. Always, so always, always tight on the Astros there. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't actually look at the FanDuel pricing, but, but on DK they're they're just low. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be tough to fit them in, especially if you're trying to also fit in cores. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, the really Jordan Alvarez, a three, nine Brantley, a four Altuve, a four, two Springer, a four, you know, I think this is the pivot. If you don't want to do cores, you go with the Astros. You kind of yep. just make one of the two. You can't do both. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. All right, Shane Bieber on the road in Tampa uh, against the Rays, and Austin Pruitt's going to start this one. So uh, 10-6 over on FanDuel, 11-8 over on DK. So how do you approach the Bieber tonight, Landry? I like him. Uh, I like him quite a bit. He's been arguably one of the best pitchers in baseball the second half. He's allowed two earned runs or less in seven straight starts. Uh, he has a 332 Sierra and a 30.1% strikeout rate with only 4.1% walks during that span. Um, I, I I don't see a reason to not like him in this. I mean, Tampa Bay is obviously a good team, but Bieber's just been lights out. It's a great pitcher's park. They're in Tampa Bay tonight. Um, and the Indians should tee off on Pruitt. So I think, you know, he'll be able to go deep into this game. I, I like him quite a bit. Yeah, I do too. This is another one where if you don't feel great about Wade Miley, you want a little bit more uh, points out of your pitcher tonight on the standalone on FanDuel, you go with it. It's it's expensive on DraftKings. You really got to, I mean, you really got to go high-end, low-end pitcher <laughs> if you're going to go on Shane Bieber tonight. Uh, so that's the way that one looks. Um, in terms of value on FanDuel, Puig at 3-4, Kipnis at 3-4, Franmiel 3-7, that's kind of that grouping in the lineup where you're going to get a, a nice little discount. You could start with Lindor at the top. Maybe you could even get involved with Santana at 3-9 uh, and find your way through that. Uh, Oscar Mercado's at 3K in the two spot. You like him tonight at that value, or you think you really stick with the guys who have, you know, the Puig, Franmiel, Reyes kind of power upside? No, I, I like this whole lineup. I mean, uh, Pruitt, Pruitt got shelled by Baltimore his last time out. He gave up six earned runs in just five innings. So I, I like the Indians pretty, pretty much from top to bottom. I mean, maybe not Greg Allen, but almost top to bottom. <laughs> Don't say that because Chris Meany likes when Greg Allen's in the lineup. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. All right, Kyle Gibson against Edwin Jackson. Here we go. Let's do it. My favorite guy, Edwin Jackson. Still can't believe he's in the major leagues. And I love that he's still in the major leagues because it allows me to stack all the guys against him. I don't usually like Kyle Gibson either. So I'm, I'm probably just going to fade away from the pitchers altogether in this one. But I am all in. Eddie Rosario at 3-6 on FanDuel. Give me a break. That's such a great value. Nelson Cruz at 3-9. Polanco at 3-9. All of it. Give it to me all against Edwin Jackson. Let them tee up tonight. Um, this is another pivot where I think that you look at some of the obvious chalky stacks of Houston and Colorado and, and everything else that's out there tonight. Normally, I think this is the one where you got to remember it's Edwin Jackson out there and Edwin Jackson is good for business. Uh, the Vegas total for the twins is six and a half. So are you with me, Greg Landry? Are you going to climb up on the uh, Edwin Jackson Hill with me and stick the flag and say, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fireworks show. No, absolutely. I, yeah. I, exactly what you said. I, I don't understand how Jackson is is a major league pitcher right now. So, it, yeah, all, all in on the Twins for sure. How, how um, is this happening? I don't understand. How? Why? Is it that bad? There's nobody else that they could find 
Oh, oh my you would think they would at least want to bring somebody up to just eat some innings. It's not like they're they're pitching for anything significant right now. So why would they not want to give somebody some experience? Like, yeah, I think it just speaks to the state of that franchise as a whole. Yeah, uh, I agree. All right, Ivan Nova uh, and the White Sox are going to travel to Atlanta. Braves have been terrific this year. Max Freed on the hill tonight at 8-8. Uh, do you like Freed at that value at 8-8? Uh, I know over on DraftKings, he's even cheaper at 7.5. So that's the kind of guy I think you can dance with and get Bieber in uh, because that's, you're going to need somebody to offset. And look, you know, the White Sox take the DH out of the lineup. They put him on the road. I think there's a lot of reasons why you could put Freed in play tonight. Yeah, I love Freed tonight. Uh, his, his issue is that he rarely goes too deep into games, which sometimes can make it difficult to pay off his salary. Um, but against the White Sox, who have the fourth most strikeouts in baseball, I, I think that just gives Freed enough of a boost where where this is a smart play. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right, let's go look at the offense, too. Obviously, on DK, Acuna, Freeman, all these guys, super expensive. They're all in the mid-fives. If you're looking for a discounted guy in this lineup, it's continuously Matt Joyce. He's 4K. He's in the lineup again against Nova, which he should be. Look, I mean, it's 4K over on DK. Like You always get those kind of prices. And how about a free square again on FanDuel? He went yard the other night on Wednesday when we when me and I talked about him. And he's 2-4, Matt Joyce, in this one. If he's hitting five in the order and you give him to me a 2-4, I don't know how you pass on him. Like To me, he's like the free square in every lineup tonight. Yeah, so I um I am currently – my hatred for Ivan Nova right now just knows no bounds because he's been burning <laughs> – He's been burning <laughs> left and, and, and right lately. Uh, you and I had talked on the Monday show about how um, how Vargas was like pitching out of his shoes. Nova's kind of in that same boat right now where he's been unbelievable his last five starts, but everything suggested it's not going to last. Um, so I'm just going to keep rolling out stacks against Nova and just wait for that regression train to finally hit him. It's It's burned me the last several times, but it's coming. It's coming. Winter is coming, and it's coming in the form of Matt Joyce and the Braves. All right, let's go to Texas here. Colby Allard against Marco Gonzalez. Texas usually doesn't handle lefties very well, uh, so I'm probably going to fade this group altogether here, even though it is in Texas. But let's go on the other side of this. Any love for any of the guys over there in Seattle by any chance, too? This is typically a more left-handed heavy lineup anyway. Is this like a hard pass across the board for you, or do you see some value here that you might want to pick apart? This game is tough because it is in Texas. It's a 10.5 total. It's going to be 96 degrees tonight. Like, Everything suggests that we should like the bats here, but when I dive deeper into it, I just I don't love anything here enough. And there's a lot of other places where I do like offense, where I'm just this isn't appealing to me as much as I thought it would at first glance. Yeah, yeah, I kind of have the same reaction, which is I want to be involved with it, but there's just there's too much out there. I can understand if you want to get involved in this game if you're a multi-entry player tonight and just to have a share because it is going to be one of those ones that comes out of nowhere if it does. Like you, you could certainly look up tomorrow and look at the scoreboard of this one, and it could be a 12 8 game. And you're like, damn, I wish I had gone in on that because of the ballpark factor and the weather and all the other things you pointed in and the fact that nobody was on it. So if you're a multi entry player and you're feeling frisky on Friday, I get it if you want to kind of dabble in this one. But for me, I think most of the time, in terms of investment, it's not a great one tonight. Let's talk about this one Trevor Bauer, 9.6 on FanDuel against Dakota Hudson, my boy at home. Dakota Hudson at eight seven. Now we have ridden this Dakota Hudson train on this show for quite some time now. He's at home. Trevor Bauer's been walking too many guys. He's nine point two on DK, and I don't love that price. I think it's a little expensive for a guy who doesn't have a huge K upside. But on FanDuel at the eight point seven, I'm kind of listening again. 
Uh, is this one that you are involved with as well, Greg? Do you believe that uh, Dakota Hudson could do enough here at home against uh, Aquino, who just continues to just mash? <laughs> it's unbelievable to run this guy's on. Uh, and Trevor Bauer, who continues to kind of look, look unimpressive, let's put it that way, since he came over to Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I am not on the Hudson train. Um, there, there's too much here again it, it, that suggests he's just he's pitching way above his his pay grade, so to speak, right now. He is, you know? but he's winning me money. And yeah. I love that about him. <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm just waiting for it to fall apart. I mean, he's he's allowed a 45.7% hard contact rate over the past two weeks. He's got a 171 ERA, but a 520 Sierra during that span. Like this is just Nova, the same thing. Like just regression is coming. And and just given that price, like I don't I don't see it. If if he turns out to be popular, I'll definitely roll out some Aquino and some Red Stacks. Um, but I, I I think this might be. I think he's pitching in well enough where I, where I'm not really that interested in the Reds either. Like it just kind of feels like it's a stay away. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. It's it's certainly a tough one. I think there's going to be these dividing rod kind of games too, where kind of like Texas, if you get involved with it, you get it right. It's going to be a huge win for you. But I, I think there's also that bottom out factor in it. And that's what scares me a bit. However, I don't trust Trevor Bauer. And that's the one I, I'm going to stick with. Goldschmidt at 3-7, Ozuna at 3-8, Paul DeYoung at 3-6. The middle of this order, I still think can do enough here against Trevor Bauer because, look, frankly, I mean, it's just it's just not been good. Let's be honest, since he's come over and and I will continue to target it. So I'm I'm with you. I'll fade both arms tonight. If I'm going to pick one, I'm picking Hudson just because I don't believe in Bauer right now. And um, look, Aquino's been brilliant at 4-1. You could still get in there. It's it's unbelievable. He's up to 4-9 over on DK. But what an incredible run for this kid. All right, the Orioles are going to be over in Kansas City tonight. Uh, obviously, not much you want from the pitching standpoint. But from the hitting standpoint, are there a couple one-offs you want to pick? I know Santander's been a guy I've been talking about for a month now. And he just keeps you know having some decent games up there. He throws up a 2-9. Over on FanDuel, another lineup builder type guy. Uh, Jonathan Villar has been dropped in this lineup too. If he's hitting in the five hole tonight, that's going to put him at 3-4 here for FanDuel. Are there any other one-offs in Kansas City or with Baltimore that you want us to uh, be aware of tonight, Greg? I, I actually don't hate John Means on the Baltimore side um, for, for pitching. Uh, the Royals have been terrible against lefties. 291 Woba, 146 ISO, 23.9% strikeout rate. Means is, is dirt cheap. He's he's six five on FanDuel. Um, I don't actually have his price in front of me on on DK, but I believe he's under seven on DK as well as as an SP two, especially in tournaments. I, I don't I don't hate that idea. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, continue on here and let's go to Colorado, which we've been waiting for. Antonio Senzatella, my paisan, against Dario Argazal. Uh, this is the battle of ethnic names tonight in Colorado. And uh, <laughs> look, it's it's going to be a fun one because. Uh, there's definitely going to be some runs here. And with the two righties on the hill, I think everybody's going to go crazy with some of the lefty bats and uh, even a Josh Bell on the left side of the plate too. So what's your attack method here? Give me your FanDuel, your DK. Give me your attack mode in Colorado tonight. Do you want both sides? you want one side? How does this work out for you, Greg? I, th- I think you have to have both sides. I mean, it's it's everyone's going to be trying to figure out ways to fit these guys in, but – is is a fourteen and a half total enough in this game with with the two guys yeah. on the hill? I mean, I mean, this is this is going to be this is going to be like watching batting practice. It's it's absurd. Yeah, it you know it's not it's not a gross impossibility. I mean, look, Marte's at four two, Bell's at four four. Obviously, the middle of the guys are going to be higher, but you do have guys under four like Brian Reynolds in this lineup, and and over on the 
on the other side of this game in Colorado, you got Daniel Murphy at 3-3. You got Ryan McMahon at 3-5. You could kind of take a shot with the cheaper guys tonight on the FanDuel side of this game just to get exposure to it and save more for, I don't know, go up to Houston and some of the dudes in that lineup that you might feel even better at the return on investment. But I, I can understand that. On DK, it's always where it gets really hard, you know, yeah. because everybody's priced up for the most part. You know, the only discounts you're getting – on DraftKings tonight are Ian Desmond at 4-3 or, um, geez, not even anybody, honestly. And this is the thing I always like to point out, too. Brian Reynolds is 5-6 over on DK. On FanDuel, you're getting a discount. So always take the guys where there's the big variance there, where one site's got them super high and the other site uh, is telling you, you they should have them super high, but it's not. So that's my – I agree with you. I think you take both sides of this game, and maybe you go with the cheaper guys tonight. Maybe try to get that done. If you had to spend up for one dude in this game, who are you spending up for? Oh boy! Um, Just one. But um, Charlie Blackman. It's it's either it's either Blackman or it's it's either Blackman I, or it's Arenado. I, I, yeah. I think it's one of those two. I think it's Blackman tonight. That's the guy I'm spending up for. He's he's yeah. been uh, he's been swinging a good bat too. All right, Zach Gallon at home against Tony Gonsolin. Uh, so I, this is a you know a tough one because I like Gallon's talent. Obviously, he's got some strikeout ability, but he's limited. He's a five inning pitcher. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, though, at 7-9 uh, with the, uh, the the Dodgers behind him, he's just 6.4 over on FanDuel. Is he going to be the guy tonight where people just go, hey, can the Dodgers get me a W on FanDuel? Can I go with this Gonsolin guy and just load up in that Colorado game? You think that's a, a trap approach or a good approach? I, I, I like that approach. Um, you know, his he doesn't have a ton of strikeout upside, but at that salary, you don't really need it. Uh, and his run prevention has been awesome. He's only allowed one run in each of his last two starts, and and that's been against the Braves and the Yankees, so two tough tough offenses. So I, I think he's a good play. You think he can get through the fifth inning? I guess that's my question. See, that that's my only hesitation there. I think on a yeah. night like tonight where it's a little wide open, you can get away with this, but I think it's going to be popular. And I wonder, I wonder if you can get to the fifth inning. Who I guess my question would be who else are you pivoting to then in that in that price uh, range? In that price range, it's a great question. Um what's means tonight again? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I mean that that's probably the guy that I would have my eye on too. That's if, that's the if, that's the only name that I could think of. I mean, yeah, if, if Gonsolin is gonna be popular, I, I don't hate that that idea of pivoting I mean, to means and hoping that nobody else does it. Ironically, in this next game, Nadia Evaldi's in that price range. He's actually less. He's actually 5'5". Five, five. I just Honestly. can't do it with Evaldi. He's been so bad since he came back. He has. He has. You're absolutely right. And and the Angels lineup is good, <laughs> you know, when everyone's out there. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's another. All right, well, let's let's break this down because you got Suarez on the other side. So if Evaldi's been so bad, is Suarez at 5'5", five, five, another one of these guys maybe that you pivot to? And, and, and again, from an ultra standpoint, it could be very, very low compared to a guy like Gonson, but I also wonder, he, can he get out of the fifth inning? I'd say no. Uh, I, I'm, I think Gonson's probably your best bet for the, let's just punt on pitching and go with somebody here and just load up on offense. But at least, at least there are some guys out there too. I think you also look on the side of the DraftKings where Gonson is 7-9. Uh, That's another guy you could put into that Bieber conversation as the secondary arm. You know, we, yeah. we were kind of looking for those guys too. That works out well too. I don't know if I like Suarez or Ivaldi in that role. I think that's a bit of a crapshoot. So what do you take out of this Angels and Red Sox game tonight? If you don't like the pitchers, are we going heavy on the right-handed bats here with the or the uh actually either way it doesn't really matter with these guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean this game has a 10 and a half total and and that's pretty high for a game in Anaheim, so I think that says a lot about how Vegas is feeling about the pitchers. So yeah, I, I mean this is 
I mean, as usual, the Red Sox are always priced up, so it's going to be hard to fit them in. But um, I, I, I definitely like the bats. I love the Angel side of this. I mean, uh, Upton is is under 4K on on DK. Uh, you know, Pujols is a guy who you know if you catch him on the right night, he has plenty of upside. I, I, I like the Angel side of this quite a bit. Yeah, agreed. I'm with you. Let's take the Angels side of this one <clears throat> at home and make it work. Uh, Dinelson Lamette last game here against Madison Bumgarner at 10.2. Now, look, 10.2 for Bumgarner is expensive. I get it. But Bumgarner has been much better at home this year, much better. And the San Diego lineup right now isn't 100%. It's just not. So to me, I'm looking at this one at Bumgarner at 9.2, and I like this on FanDuel. I like this a lot. I like it as much as I like Wade Miley, if not more because I think the ownership is going to be less. And if you're playing in the evening, I think you could certainly make a case for Bumgarner being a really good return on investment. And I get it. Like sometimes it's scary, but you look at the home road splits, you look at San Diego right now. I just think it makes a ton of sense. I don't love this game for offense at all, but I do think that Bumgarner can kind of eke out a four, two kind of victory in this one. What are your thoughts tonight on Bumgarner? Yeah, I love Baumgartner, and and I, I everything you said is spot on. His his home road splits, uh, obviously being at home tonight, he he has been pretty unpredictable. Um, but when he's on, he, he's he's on, and and obviously the Padres are one of the most strikeout prone teams in baseball. So I, I think this is a great spot for him. All right. So betting line wise, uh, anything here in terms of overs? Anything here that pops to you that really kind of says, okay, yeah, I like this. I like this tonight. In case uh, anyone's trying to throw some money out there on the wagering tonight. Yeah, so the um, I mean, I'm still coming back to that game in course. Like, is 14 and a half high enough? Because I, I honestly don't know. Hey, we've I, done that a couple of times here on the show. We've had numbers about like 12, 13 where we went over and we got it. So I, I don't, <laughs> I'm kind of with you. I mean, they're going to be to the bullpens pretty quick here, I'd imagine. So why not? I'm fine with the over in that. Let's get crazy. It's Friday. I mean, I mean that's that's not a that's not a smart bet. Everything says suggests it's not a smart bet, but I just I keep looking at that number and looking at the pitchers and the numbers and just I don't know if that's enough. But I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. All right. No, I hear you, brother. It's sometimes you see it and you go, oh my god, I think it could be even more. I'll look, let me look at the football game yesterday. Right? What was it? Thirty six was the number or something like that. Thirty seven for Clemson. Right. I mean, you know, you see some crazy numbers out there sometimes. You go. Oh man, that's huge. But sometimes it, it just works out. All right, let's uh let's go call our shot here. So, Greg, you're our guest. This is the last one of the year. So make sure you get it right. No pressure. So let's do it. <laughs> so, where are you gonna go for your dinger today? You got the whole board. I'm giving you the whole board. I want you to take control of it and I want you to call your shot. Where's the home run coming from for you tonight? I, I assume we're excluding Coors Field in no, this. No, you can go to Coors. I don't care. You could take the easy way out. You see what I did no. there? <laughs> no, I'm not. We, we we definitely definitely cannot do that. Um, I'm gonna go with Freddie Freeman against Nova. Ah, Freddie Freeman, a good friend of the program. We uh we had the the three of us turn the keys on Freddie Freeman one night without any discussion whatsoever. It just happened that way, and uh, he went yard that night. It was pretty pretty spectacular. It was pretty fun stuff. Uh I got one more in me, and and believe it or not, Chris Meteor and I are in a tie. But he's not here today because he has too many friends, which means it's up to me now to break the tie. So this is my shot at it. So I'm going to go with my boy, Nelson Cruz, against Edwin Jackson. That's what yep. I'm going to do. Lock it up. Nelly Cruz, one more time. Do it for me, Nelly. Let's send it out on a high note. Let's get Joey P another W here in the home run contest. And uh, hopefully that'll be the case. So 
I want to thank everybody who's been with us all season for MLB. And obviously, Chris and I will continue to do our best to answer questions. Uh, I know yesterday people hit me up. It was just a crazy day yesterday. I apologize. Just wasn't, uh, you know, ready for the slate. So sometimes you got to take a day off and do other stuff. Back to school is on its way. So, uh, but I want to thank everybody who's listened, subscribed, everybody who's come on board and discovered us. Uh, We're just overwhelmed by how much the show has grown over a couple months, especially when you consider that this show was basically consumable for, I don't know, like five, six hours. Like that's it. It's a good show for five, six hours in a given day. And the fact that we've had so many downloads, so much growth, we've grown like four times since April started to where we are here as we come up on Labor Day weekend. And I just want to say thank you on behalf of me and Chris and Eric and Dan and Linesar and Greg, who's filled in and our boy Nitro DFS, Ryan Humphreys also. It's just been a fantastic run here. We're super excited to get into football. I know you guys are excited about it too. So again, catch that pre-snap show. All the pre-snap previews will be up as of Monday. Monday, the new one comes out on Labor Day. Then Chris and I will be here Thursday. Then you got the wagering show on Friday. And make sure you're downloading and upgrading on that LineStar app as well. And get ready because it's going to be a good season. So that'll do it for us. You can follow us on the Twitter machine again at LineStar app. Uh, Greg, I want to thank you again. Plug your stuff. Where can everybody find your work at LineStar and your Twitter handle and everything else? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at GP underscore Landry, and uh, you can find me on LineStar typically on the weekends, and then I will be doing a post-slate breakdown article uh, that will be coming out uh, on Mondays during the NFL season. All right. Uh, you can follow me at Joe JoePizzaPia17. Again, check out the Fantasy Football Black Book and the Fantasy Hockey Black Book that's out there as well if you're going to dabble in hockey this year. And you can follow Chris Meany at Chris Meany. That'll do it for us. And there is nothing left to do except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by Linestar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany.